Political Thoughts with Steve is brought to you by Anchor. Go to anchor.fm today to start your free podcast or download the Anchor app from all major app stores. And welcome back to this week's episode of Political Thoughts to Steve. Let's jump right into our first topic, which is the government shutdown. Yes, the government shutdown brought to you by Donald Trump, our fearless commander-in-chief. We are now day 24 or 25, I believe, which makes this the longest government shutdown in U.S. history. Um, right now, many... States are warning food stamp recipients who, I hate saying food stamps because they're no longer food stamps. It, for food, for people who are getting assistance for food and WIC, um, states are warning them to budget early benefit payments due to the shutdown. State agencies right now are warning food stamp recipients to carefully budget their grocery purchases once they receive their February benefits weeks earlier than normal due to the partial government shutdown. This is a partial, but this is a government shutdown. People's lives are being affected. And if you can't tell, I'm extremely pissed off at my government right now. And you should be too, because there should not be a reason that our government is shut down right now. A reason at all. But we will get into that on the second topic of this week's show. So the Department of Agriculture is has backup plans for paying um, food assistance programs, and before they do it, they are you know basically telling 39 million low-income Americans that will receive payments to help them buy groceries that they need to budget this because food assistance programs are probably going to be negatively affected by this government shutdown. I mean, right now, TSA agents are working basically for free to make sure that our airlines are safe. Um, Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, they are pretty much about to be completely zeroed out. Which means that millions of Americans, especially people that I know personally that you know are on Medicaid and Medicare, they are going to be negatively affected by this. Now... For all my Republican listeners out there, I'm pretty sure that you would say, well, why don't you have private insurance? Well, guess what? Private insurance is still extremely, extremely expensive right now. That is a failure on Obamacare. I know that um, Obamacare had many successes, but a huge failure in Obamacare is... There were no caps put on on insurance. So insurance companies are still charging outrageous premiums to families. So many families don't have any choice but to be on government-assisted programs for medical insurance. Me, myself, I'm a VA patient. I go straight to my VA clinic every time I get sick or anytime I need a checkup or if I'm having a mental health issue, something that I have been straightforward about on this show, I go to the VA, which is a government assistant program. 
I'm not afraid to admit that. Um, but this is going to affect over 39 million low-income Americans that are receiving food benefits. And that is just the tip of the iceberg, folks. That is just the tip of the iceberg. What about how it's affecting U.S. diplomacy around the world? Our fearless Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, declared this weekend that morale is good among U.S. diplomats, but many of his staffers are starting to tell different stories, especially to the press. And Foggy Bottom and the U.S. embassies around the world State Department employees are growing increasingly anxious about the effects of the shutdown on their finances, their lives, and the diplomatic programs they've worked hard to promote. Unlike many U.S.-based government workers, um, Department of State employees, or the State Department employees, they posted overseas face challenges in seeking side income. And some diplomats are pissed off that Pompeo has defended Trump's willingness to keep the government shut down unless Trump gets funding for this stupid, idiotic border wall. That is a huge tone right now in the State Department. You have staffers there who are basically saying, look, we're pissed off at the Secretary of State because he's supporting this asinine, stupid, dumbass idea of a border wall. I mean, what is the point of the shutdown when we all know that this border wall is never, ever going to happen? But you know what? This is what happens when we have a child in charge. Hopefully next year, the grownups will take control again and show President Smallhands how it's done. But right now, there have been many reports that's hit all over Twitter and Facebook and even on Instagram that I've seen that people that I know personally that work for the government have zero dollar paychecks. So what does that mean exactly? I'll, I'll tell you exactly what that means. That means that these people who work their asses off every single week who took government jobs because I'll be the first to admit it. Government jobs have has the best employee benefits ever. If you work for city, state, or federal, your benefits are amazing. And I always said that, you know, that was like one of the, the many things that I accepted when I worked in the government job was, you know, we could be going through a government shutdown because it happens every year. I don't think that we've went through a year yet that there has not been a partial or a full government shutdown. But you work for these, you know, great benefits. And you're putting in 40 plus hours a week. You're busting your ass. And right now, you're not getting paid for it. So, what happens? First of all, there's reports going on major news agencies online right now. They're saying that, well, apartment complexes, banks, um, places that give out loans. Um, these p- people don't care that there is a government shutdown. They want their money. 
So what's going to happen? Some of these people could be losing their homes. They could be losing their apartments. They could be kicked out on their asses. Not because they can't pay rent. It's because that their employer refuses to pay them because they refuse to act like adults. So, you know, these, these are people that are struggling right now. But we're going to get into that in our last topic for this week's podcast. But let's continue on what's going on right now. So, the government shut down. Departments have issued letters and everything saying, you know what? Give our employees some time to be able to pay their bills. I don't think that, you know, they were expecting this shutdown to last 25 days, almost a month. But obviously it has because we have a child that is present. Um, also, tax hauling season is coming up. So does that affect our taxes? You see, here's a good point, And I heard this from a friend of mine this week. Why should we be required to pay our taxes during a government shutdown if our government refuses to do their jobs? Why are we required to do that? Now, I know that there's some you know federal law that says, you know, we have to, but really, I don't think that we should. I think that we should literally from the moment that the government was closed to the moment that the government was open, we should not be required to pay taxes during that period. That's what I think. I think we should deny them pay. But you know what? I'm not going to say too much on that because I know we all have that same opinion. But right now, tax season's coming up. We are in January. Many of us have already received our W-2s in the mail. We're about to go you know, file for taxes for last year or for this year. So... What does that mean? That means that right now, the IRS, the one of the worst groups of people in the world, they have decided to bring back thousands of workers for tax filing season. But get this, they will not be working for pay. It's like every government of government employee right now is basically an unpaid intern. I've been through that also. Don't get me started on unpaid internships. But right now, the IRS plans to recall tens of thousands of furloughed workers if the partial shutdown stretches into this year's tax filing season. Guess what it is? It is because President Smallhands is not going to relent. He wants his damn border wall, and Democrats in the House refuse to do anything when it comes to funding a border wall. I mean, they have proposed three bills right now that would provide more money for border security and would also open the federal government back up. And if you don't believe me, just Google it. It's there. I promise it's there. But Democrats have already proposed legislation on this. I mean, Republicans have proposed legislation that would fund border security, but would not fund a border wall and would open up the government. But you know what? President Trump says, no wall, no deal. So anyways, this... This whole government shutdown is probably going to continue. And right now, the IRS will continue to process, to process taxpayer refunds despite the agency's funding lapse because that money is drawn from a, quote, permanent indefinite refund appropriation. It can tap despite the shutdown, according to the new plan. 
Delaying refunds as ordered during previous shutdowns would almost certainly cause a political firestorm that the Trump administration is eager to avoid. Many other functions, though, will be shuttered and curtailed. That's coming directly from the IRS. So, the IRS is bringing back... um, The IRS is bringing back interns to be able to process our tax information. I mean, this is just the tip of the iceberg, everybody. Millions of people are being affected by this shutdown. And it's all because of lack of leadership in Washington. This is what it all comes down to. We are being screwed right now because leadership in Congress especially leadership in the White House, refuses to do their jobs. Yes, we have elected officials that are staying in D.C. that are you know, ready to make a deal, but every time that they make a deal, President Smallhands decides to say, nah, no wall, no deal. And then he gets on national television or he gets on his stupid fucking Twitter account and says, well... The Democrats refuse to work with us. No, you fucking asshole. The Democrats are trying to work with you. You just refuse to work with them. And it's because of your actions, President Trump, the reason why millions right now are being sent home from their jobs saying, you know what, I'm sorry, but we can't afford to pay you. Maybe you should go get a second job or maybe y'all should go get third jobs. Because God knows that in today's economy, some of us can't afford rent and power and water and raise kids on one job. Some of us have to take second jobs. I have a prime example member of my family that works two jobs and is going through cancer treatments right now. But this is just crazy, everybody. This is just crazy. So what do we do? What do we do? Well, the cool thing is every segment of this show is going to be reasons of what we can do during this shutdown that could possibly positively affect the shutdown. So that's what we're aiming for right now. We are aiming for resolutions coming from both sides of the aisle. So for all my awesome Twitter followers, I want everyone right now, unless if you're driving, to tweet us ways that we can come together to help those that are struggling during this government shutdown and ways that we can also come together to force our government to do something about this shutdown. So if you're not a fan on Twitter, Go straight to Twitter right now. Go to at official PTWSTEV. Click that follow button and send us a message. Tell us exactly what you think we should do to help others that are negatively affected by the shutdown because this is going to continue unless something breaks. We'll be right back. And we're back. So the second segment, we're going to talk about Senator Turtle, also known as Mitch McConnell, and his lack of leadership during this uh, 
government showdown. So let, let's talk about Mitch McConnell. So Senator McConnell has been refusing to do his job lately. You know, right now, as millions of Americans are being affected by this government shutdown, Senator McConnell has, you know, said, you know what, screw it. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to put any votes on the floor of the Senate, even though the House has passed three bills so far that would fund the government. Um, Senator Turtle has decided, you know what, I'm just not going to do it. So, Senate Republicans blocked a House pass package to reopen the federal government for a second time this week. Democrats, Senators Chris Holland and Ben Cardin, one from, both from Maryland, asked for consent to take up a package bill that would reopen the federal government. So, for all of you non-political nerds out there, so, under Senate rules, any senator can ask for consent to vote on or pass a bill. However, any senator can object to that. Now, one bill would fund the Department of Homeland Security through February 8th, while the other bill would fund the rest of the impact, impacted departments and agencies through the end of the fiscal year, which is September 30th. But remember when I said that any senator can object? Can you guess which senator decided to object? I'll give you a hint. He looks like a fucking turtle. Senator Mitch McConnell blocked the two bills, saying the Senate wouldn't participate in something that does not lead to an outcome. Does not lead to an outcome. That's a problem. That is a major problem. Because right now, as we are... As we are you know, getting into the longest government shutdown in U.S. history. Any bill right now would produce an outcome. It's not the outcome that the man-child in the White House wants, but it will get our government back up and operating. McConnell for weeks has said he would not bring legislation to the floor on the shutdown unless there was a deal between President Trump and Democrats on border security, the issue that has triggered the shutdown. McConnell has called these votes, quote-unquote, show, show votes. So my question is, what is Mitch McConnell afraid of? Obviously, there is a lack of leadership here, and we are about to talk about that. But I like to build up. I like the excitement to build up. So what is what is going on with Mitch McConnell? Why does he not want to stand up to Donald Trump? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you this right now. Mitch McConnell has a huge conflict of interest. And for those who do not know, his wife's name is is Elaine Chow, and she is currently the Secretary of Transportation. So there's your conflict of interest. He is married to a member of the Trump administration. So as long as that conflict of interest is there, he is not going to do his job. So what does that mean? What can happen? So if you guys have been following me on Twitter the last 48 hours, I have posted probably about 10 to 20 times that it is time for a U.S. senator to go on the floor of the Senate in open session and declare 
that a vote of no confidence needs to be held in Senator Mitch McConnell's lack of leadership. He is obviously compromised. I know for a fact I am not the only one in the world that thinks this. I know that many of you think the same thing because I've been reading your responses to every tweet that I have currently sent off in the last 48 hours. So I know for a fact that I'm not alone in this. So what needs to happen? So I think this has only happened once in history. Um, I could be mistaken. That's why I love it when, you know, you guys, you know, get on Google and start fact checking. Um, but I think this has happened only once. So what would happen is first a U.S. senator would grow some balls and he would go on the Senate floor. He or she would go on the Senate floor, address a point of order, and start the discussion as the Senate majority leader has a huge conflict of interest for one and two, he is seriously compromised. And that the U.S. Senate needs to vote on a measure of no confidence in Mitch McConnell's leadership. Now, Mitch McConnell will probably say to the gentleman or to the lady from this state, I refuse to let this vote go on the Senate floor. Well, here's the awesome part about that. He can say no. However, it is now on the public record, it is now on national television, which means it is now on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and probably Instagram. It is all over social media. So it has become a big deal now. And that's all it takes. It's time for us to stand up to Senator Turtle and tell him you need to go back to Kentucky because you don't have the balls to do your job. Right now, there are millions of people being affected by this fucking shutdown. And Mitch McConnell refuses to let any damn bill get on the floor of the Senate to be voted on. He does not have the leadership when it comes to his job. And we need to start voicing that concern because as far as I know, I'm not a con constitutional lawyer. However, I do have a degree in this field. In fact, I'm about to have two degrees in this field and possibly a PhD in this field one of these years. The Constitution, when it was written, and I think it was Article 1 or Article 2 that gave the powers of the legislative branch, the legislative branch, one of its main jobs is to vote is to vote now there are senators out there right now that have went on the floor this week and demanded a vote but Mitch McConnell refuses to do it because he does not want to piss off Donald Trump and I'm sorry and I think that I said this last season I think it was our 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 um, season two opener after the death of John McCain, the old Republican Party that, you know, that Republican Party that, you know, had some morals and values, that Republican Party is dead. 
because all of these Republicans now have pissed on their conservative values and jumped on this Trump train to be able to sit at the cool kids table so they can continue to win re-election. What's going to happen when Trump is gone? Eventually Trump is going to leave, or I pray to God he is. I mean, I have a theory that he's going to create a constitutional crisis next year in November. But eventually the old asshole is going to leave. So what does that mean for Republicans? Thank God I left the Republican Party, you know, early. You know, I started seeing the Republican Party for exactly what it is. It's a bunch of rich, old, racist white guys who do not care about women's rights, do not care about African-American rights, do not care about health care, do not care about Social Security, do not care about anything but themselves and to advance their radical Christian right-wing agenda. No offense, I'm a Christian, but guess what? The agenda that they are, you know, steadily, you know, trying to, you know, push is not traditional Christian values because I don't know about you, but last time I read my Bible, which was Sunday, nothing in my Bible says that it's okay to hate people. It's okay to belittle people, you know, I don't want to get on a religious rant here, but, you know, the Christ that I have come to understand through the New Testament, he was all about love. He didn't say, forgive only the people that, forgive only the people that, you know, agree with for their sins. You know, he was, he was strict during that day of his execution saying, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. This is a guy who was praying for people before he drew his last breath. But I don't want to get on a religious rant here, but, you know, they are, the Republican Party has become this crazy right-wing, uber-Christian organization that does not care about anybody. And Mitch McConnell is the leader of that party. I thank God every day that I am no longer a Republican. Now, what could happen? Well, guess what? I cannot say that Congress is refusing to do their jobs because the House has passed legislation and we have senators that's going to the floor demanding for legislation to be put on the floor of the Senate for a debate and for a vote. So I can't really say that Congress is refusing to do their jobs. However, I can say that Republican leadership in the Senate is refusing to do their job. And by their job, I'm talking about Mitch McConnell. First of all, you do, yes, having something negotiated between the executive and legislative branch, yes, that does make life a little bit easier to get something passed through Congress. However, there have been many reports, many logical reports all over the internet. And I'm not talking about Mother Jones. I'm talking about like legit news organizations like the Washington Post, the New York Times, CNN, MSNBC, hell, even Fox News ran a report saying, as of right now, if 
Republicans had a vote and they voted to keep the government, to open the government back up, but they decided to not put a wall in that legislation. So they just you know voted to open up the government. Donald Trump would veto the bill, but as of right now, the Senate has enough votes to override the veto. The Senate right now can open up the government. And to everyone that listens to our show that is a government employee that is not getting paid right now, your government can bring you back to work with a paycheck. But they refuse to do it because Mitch McConnell's leadership is dangerously compromised. There is a huge conflict of interest in his leadership or his lack of leadership. And Mitch McConnell refuses to do anything that would piss off Donald Trump. Since when does Mitch McConnell work for Donald Trump? That is not how this works. They work for us. He works for us. He works for the citizens of the state of Kentucky. And if you live in Kentucky, I know you had your chance when he was up for re-election a couple years back against that prominent Democrat woman that I swear to God won that election, but it was stolen from her. But he represents the state of Kentucky. So my question to all of my Kentucky listeners is that, do you want this wall? And how bad do you want it? Because right now, your senator is doing his absolute best to destroy not only the Kentucky voters, he's doing his absolute best to destroy the Republican Party. So, I need all of you to end this, to at least start to end this madness. I need everyone to contact your senators and require them and demand to them to go to the floor of the Senate during session and ask for a vote of no confidence in the leadership of Mitch McConnell. We'll be right back. And welcome back to this week's episode of Political Thoughts with Steve. We are in our third segment, which is This Week in Trump, where we look at what our fearless leader has been doing this weekend. If you haven't not been listening to this podcast at all, I'm going to get you caught up right now if you all, you know, just for some odd reason decided to skip over the first two segments. Trump hasn't been up to anything this week. Um, right now, veterans groups are demanding into shutdown saying, get your act together and get your asses back to work. That's from veterans groups. I love my veterans groups. I don't know about y'all, but veterans, we get pissed off at the smallest of things. But it's so, so great to um, see a awesome group of um, veterans, you know, come together and, you know, they're just pissed off. So it is great. I, God, I love my veterans groups. Anyways, so, what's been going on with Donald Trump this week? Well, President Small Hands has, um, you know, he has been doing his best to get Congress to, you know, form a border wall. Now, if you're on Twitter, 
Twitter is becoming a place where, you know, and I, I love my Twitter followers. Do not get me wrong. I love my Twitter followers, but I woke up the other morning and I shit you not, there was 20 tweets from Donald Trump in a six hour period from midnight until 6 a.m. 20 tweets. Does he ever go to bed? I mean, I've heard the reports that I think the White House hasn't paid like their water bill or their gas bill or one of their bills. I really wish someone would just take the Internet away from Donald Trump and, you know, or block his Twitter account. Do something so he would stop tweeting because... At first it was fun. Now it's just, it's stressful. And from someone who suffers from anxiety, from terrible anxiety attacks, let me tell you that I get anxiety just reading his tweets. But I'm never going to, you know, block him. I don't want to be one of those Trump blockers because, you know what, I want to know what our fearless commander-in-chief is talking about. So anyways, back on topic. This week, he's been, quote-unquote, trying to work with Democrats to get this to get this government shutdown ended. So, you know, you know, 800,000 federal workers can go back to work and get paychecks. I mean, many of them right now are working without pay. They're pretty much unpaid interns. So, you know, quote-unquote, He's been trying to work with Democrats, but you know, those damn Democrats, they don't want to work with Donald Trump, which is a load of crap. Anyways, so this week he has been trying to work with Democrats on trying to end the shutdown, but guess what? Democrats are not going to budge. Even some Senator Republicans has even said, look, this border wall is not going to happen. But you know what? He is going to hold American jobs hostage so he can get his damn border wall. But here's the thing when it comes to a child. I have a 10 year old at home um, and sometimes he, you know, he totally whines when he does not get his way. So what does daddy do? Well, I try I try sometimes to compromise, which is get him, you know, give him some options. You know, this isn't going to happen, but if you, you know, stop being an ass, this stuff could happen. Yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, being a parent, you have to compromise a little bit with your kids. I'm not saying do it all the time. I'm saying, you know, sometimes you just have to do it sometimes. However, if he continues to act like an ass, that discipline parent side of me does like to come out and I'm not afraid to whoop his ass. Sometimes a child needs to get his ass whooped. I know there's a lot of parents that, you know, are not for spankings and everything. You know what? I respect your opinions on this, but it does not change my opinion that sometimes you need to whoop your child's ass or your child is going to become a huge prick later in life. I'm pretty sure that, a lot of these people that, you know, are just assholes, they needed their asses whooped sometimes in their life. And I think Donald Trump is definitely one of them. So anyways, back on subject. 
he's been tweeting about Democrats, you know, don't care about border security, even though that the bills that Democrats have voted in the House and has sent to the Senate, it puts a lot of money into border security. I mean, Democrats care about border security. They do not want a wall. Walls do not work. Eventually, your wall will come down. I'm pretty confident that our government is not going to fund this border wall. I pray to God they don't, because if they do, I have lost complete faith in my government, and I think that we should, you know, just go ahead and we should just go ahead and vote them all out and just vote new people in. But besides that, so this week, Donald Trump hosts Clemson. Clemson won the national championship. I don't like talking about it because I am an Alabama fan. Roll Tide Roll. Um, I get that from from my family in general. I mean, I was once an Auburn fan, but you know what? Eventually, eventually you just you just got to throw in the towel. I, I gave up on Auburn years ago, and now I am a you know diehard Bama fan. I love my Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, but anyways, when you win the national championship, you get invited to the White House. So Clemson players and you know members of their family, you know they travel to D.C. to you know get their meet and greet with the president and to wine and dine with the president. You know celebrate. You know, they're winning. You know what? I give it to Clemson. They played a hell of a game against Alabama. Alabama's defense sucked the whole four quarters of the football game. They won fair and square. You know, good job for Clemson. But here's the deal. I know it's a government shutdown. But when they get there, Donald Trump has decided to go buy everyone Wendy's cheeseburgers and... Taco Bell and McDonald's, you know, just fast food shit. Saying, you know, this is the stuff that college kids want to eat. Well, here's the thing. Being a college kid, well, I'm an older college kid, but you know what? Being a college kid, yes, there are, you know, there were nights that I went to McDonald's and ate a Big Mac and, you know, studied I remember those nights. I remember those nights of going to Fusakli's. And for those who don't live the South, in the South, you are missing out. Fusakli's is like the best chicken ever. And I know Chick-fil-A, but you know what? Chick-fil-A, you know, sometimes have has its limitations. But I went to Fusakli's and ate, you know, chicken strips while studying. I have, you know, eaten Taco Bell. But, you know, if... I have traveled all this way to D.C. to meet and wine and dine with the president. The last thing I want is something that I ate on my way to D.C. Now, my Republican friends have told me on Facebook, it's it's a shutdown. If he went and threw a lavish party, you'd be pissed off. Well, here's, here's my suggestion. Sometimes I think, if I was president, what would I do differently? Well, first of all, it's really cold outside. I mean, right now the South is actually going through an Arctic blast, 
which is great because I've been waiting for this. I'm so sick and tired of people saying I want beach weather, but the moment that beach weather arrives, all of a sudden they want spring or they want winter weather to come. I mean, I really hate people like that. But anyways, my suggestion was if I was president and the government was shut down, I would you know, get five White House chefs together and say, look, we're going to cook chili tonight. It is cold outside. I have a chili recipe that my grandmother and my mother both cook. We're just, we're going to make homemade chili for these group, this huge group of athletes that's, you know, traveled all this far to come visit the White House. So that's what I do. I would not go to freaking Burger King or McDonald's and order Whoppers and Big Macs for these kids, I would have already, I would want them to have, you know, a home cooked meal and let them actually, you know, enjoy their time at the White House. But President Hamburglar, you know, he kind of reminds me if, has any of y'all ever seen that show on Netflix, Trailer Park Boys? If you have, he kind of reminds me of that character, Randy. Randy was this, you know, fat trailer park guy. I think he was like the assistant trailer park supervisor. And all he wanted to do was eat cheeseburgers all day. That's pretty much what Trump reminds me of right now, because he's all about cheeseburgers. So, damn it, Randy, stop eating the damn cheeseburgers. Jesus Christ. But yeah, that's what Trump's been up to this week. He has been, you know, all about this whole stupid border wall that's never going to happen. He has tweeted a million times that Democrats don't care about border security, even though Democrats do, because guess what? I'm a Democrat and I, I care about border security. I'm all about funding our border, you know, with more money to be able to hire more, you know, border patrol agents. I mean, hell there, there were reports this week, the El Chapo investigation is going on right now. And for, you know, everyone that, you know, followed the El Chapo um, investigation. There were people that testified in court saying, we got our drugs through the checkpoints. We didn't get our drugs, you know, through the tunnels. Yes, they have tunnels. That's how a lot of drugs come into this country is through the tunnels is not through the caravans, which I'm still waiting for the first caravan to get here. I saw reports today that, you know, a second caravan is on its way, but you know, I'm still waiting on that first caravan. I don't know about y'all, but I'm still waiting, but drug traffickers are even saying we're getting it through the checkpoints. Now I would want more money into my border security that would provide more jobs for border agents that would give border agents, you know, better tools to be able to, you know, combat this. I'm not saying that illegal immigration isn't a problem. Yes, we have a problem with illegal immigration. However, a border wall that will cost the American taxpayer $5 billion to build is not worth my tax money while there's still veterans out there living on the streets because they cannot find jobs and they cannot find housing or drug rehab programs. That is a huge problem with me. It is a huge problem that grandparents or grandmothers or grandfathers that have been diagnosed with cancer are still worried about 
premiums that they were that they're going to have to pay or co-pays that they have to pay because Medicare does not cover everything. That is a huge problem with me. It is a huge problem with mothers are you know being sent letters saying you know what we can't afford to keep putting money into WIC. I'm sorry. I know you have two jobs. But you know what? It's not our fault that you're a single mother. I have a huge problem with that. I have a huge problem with friends of mine that are on Medicaid and collecting Social Security that, you know, may not have health insurance next month. I have a huge problem with that. This border wall is a curse. It is cursing our country right now. And if you don't believe me, turn on CNN. Turn on Fox. Turn on MSNBC or Yahoo or the Washington Post or the New York Times. Just turn on the news and see. Our government is at a shutdown right now because of a stupid fucking border wall. And I have a huge problem with that. So Trump has spent this whole week demonizing Democrats. But guess what? This is entirely your fault. You said two weeks ago or Three weeks ago, you said, I will shut this government down if I do not get a wall and I will take full responsibility of this. I will not place the blame on you. But obviously he lies. So what made you ever think that he was telling the truth on that? This asshole cannot admit that he lied, that he, you know, lies. He cannot admit that he is wrong. That is what happens when you have a narcissist period in the White House. They will never admit that they were wrong. Hell, at least the last guy admitted when he was wrong. Hell, I remember him, you know, saying that, you know, some of his policies weren't good policies. I mean, hell, he admitted he was wrong. President Bush even admitted he was wrong when it came to the war in Iraq. But you know what? This guy does not admit he is wrong at all. He is right. And right now, the government shut down because the quote-unquote stupid Democrats refuses to fund this stupid damn wall. It's not the Democrats' fault. It's your fault. Take some damn responsibility. We'll be right back. And welcome back to our final segment. This is Final Thoughts with Steve. This is, you know, I always say this is my favorite segment of the show because this is a time that I can give myself, you know, that extra leeway to help get my blood pressure down and hopefully get your blood pressure down. Um, But, you know, this is that segment that is a very personal segment for me over the last, you know, 40, 50 episodes that we have right now published. Um, but yeah, welcome to final thoughts with Steve. So before we get into final thoughts tonight, um, last week's episode, last week's final thoughts was my tribute to my late dad. Um, and I have received a lot of positive feedback on that. Um, you know, many of my friends, um, have said, you know, they listened to it and they cried, um. My brother even said that, you know, he couldn't get through, you know, 20 minutes of it before he, you know, just had to stop it because he was going to, you know, finally break down from that. Um, But to all those that reached out last week with text messages and with, um, 
messages on Twitter. Thank you so much. Um, I know for a fact that Dad would have would have been proud of that segment. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to lie. That whole segment last week, I had tears in my eyes. And what sucked was I had to do two cuts of it. The first time I did it, it did not save to the cloud. So I was actually kind of mad <laughs> the second time I had to um, do the segment. But, you know, when it, ca- when it came to my dad, you know, I wanted to give my special tribute to him. And I, I know I made him proud with that. So to everyone who gave me their feedback on that last segment last week, thank you so much. I appreciate it. This week's final segment, we're going to talk about what we can do to help people that are affected by the shutdown. Because right now there are, you know, 800,000 Americans that are going to work that are not getting paid. And there are also millions of Americans who are affected by the shutdown, either if it's their Social Security or their medical benefits. People are, you know, starting to, you know, feel this effect. And, you know, people are going through a tough time. I always try to leave this show with a positive message to all of you. And this week, I think that we need to focus on what we can do better as human beings. Now, you know, we're in a new year. A lot of people do that new year, new me bullshit. I don't do it because you know what? It's a new year, but I'm the same guy that I was in 2018. I'm just hoping that 2019 is a hundred percent better than what 2018 was. But my resolution was just to be a better human being and to do better in life, to be able to help people. During this shutdown, we've heard the stories that people are not getting paid. People are struggling for, you know, for their rent or for their power bills and water bills. And it breaks my heart because it shouldn't be like that. We should not be in a time where We are just letting people struggle and just watching them struggle without helping them. So we're going to focus on being better human beings for the next 15 minutes. So sit back and just think for a little while. The question I'm going to ask all of you during this segment is what can I do to be a better human being this year? But what can I do to help people that are affected by the shutdown. One idea my brother actually gave it to me last night was I should start a GoFundMe account and raise money to go buy people uh, lunch that work at TSA at my local airport. And you know what? That, that's a great idea. I am seriously probably going to do that. If it's not raising money, I'm just going to go, you know, spend my money and just, you know, go do something nice for them. Go, you know, cater them lunch or bring them lunch. Um, You know, go, go to your DMV, you know, bring those people lunch. If you don't want to do anything like that, how about you just, you know, how about we just be nicer 
to people. I mean, many of us travel and we know the hassles of traveling. And the first hassle is always going through security checkpoints. But what we forget to realize is, one, these people are working with, you know, they don't get paid that much. I can say from experience, the reason why I worked a government job was because you can't beat the benefits. I mean, my health insurance was extremely cheap and was extremely good there for six years. You know, retirement benefits are great. I mean, that that's the reason why a lot of people go and work government jobs is because the benefits are just, you can't compete with the benefits. So, you know, it's Five in the morning, you're at the airport, you're going through TSA, you're pissed off because it's five in the morning, but you shouldn't be pissed off because you're the one who booked an early flight. And the TSA agent is already kind of pissed off because, you know, they've went through, by this time, I'd say over a hundred, you know, angry morning passengers who are not morning people. You know, I'm one of them, but, you know, I believe in being respectful towards people, especially people who, you know, work to keep me safe on a daily basis. And, you know, you have to take off your shoes. You have to take, you know, take everything out of your pockets, you know, take off your belt, you know, go through nine times out of 10, you're still going to be wanted or you're still going to go through that crazy x-ray machine. And, you know, that first leg of your trip is done. You've went through TSA, but were you nice to that TSA agent? Probably not. You probably didn't give any, you know, cares in the world, you know, after you went through it, when you sat down at at the terminal, at your gate, you probably didn't even get any more, you know, thought to it. But I always believe in being nice to people. I believe in, you know, always leaving things better than what you found them. And I always want that to be the legacy that I leave behind to my kids and grandkids saying that, you know what? He was a real nice guy, but he always wanted to help someone. And I think that's what we need to do during this shutdown. So I'm going to challenge all of my listeners. I want every single one of you to do something nice for someone that's affected with this shutdown. If you have a neighbor who works a government job but is not getting paid and is struggling, I want you to go over to that neighbor's house and offer to help. Now, they may not accept it, but you know what? You did your part of being a decent human being. It does not take any kind of effort to be a better human being, to be nice towards one another, Um, you know, spread kindness. And I think this is a time that we need to start spreading kindness through the world. We really do. So that's my challenge to everyone this week. Find someone that is being negatively impacted through this shutdown and just do something nice for them, you know, take them out to dinner, offer to cook for them, um, you know, pay a bill, help them, you know, pay a bill. I guarantee if you're nice to someone, that person is always, you know, going to be nicer back. 
they're always going to repay a favor. I know I'm I'm one of them. If someone helps me, I always help them back because that is just what we need to do. We just need to be nicer to everybody. It does not take any effort at all. So yeah, one of the ideas that was presented to me was starting a GoFundMe and raise money to buy TSA agents food or to bring lunch to those who work at the DMV or, you know, maybe take, you know, always, I'm a Navy guy. So people in the military, we always give all the other breaches a lot of shit because that's what we do. But when it comes down to it, you know, we are all part of one big family. So I may give the Coast Guard shit, but if I saw a Coast Guard guy or a Coast Guard woman, a member of the Coast Guard struggling, and if I was in a position, I'd, I would do something nice for him in a heartbeat. If I am sitting at Buffalo Wild Wings and the guy beside me is in the military and he's being negatively affected through this shutdown, I would be more than happy to buy that person's dinner just to, you know, help them save some money. Because you know what? We all go through life's difficult challenges. We all go through, you know, just a lot of bad times. And we tend to forget those who helped us. Um, I never forget those who have helped me. And I always do my best to repay the favor. Because you know what? At the end of the day, eventually we're all going to die. Eventually, we are all going to meet our maker, but we need to decide what we want our legacy that we leave behind be. You know, I've heard, I have seen funerals where, you know, kids are like, you know, man, dad was a complete asshole and, or mom was, you know, a complete, you know, asshole and, man, they were just mean to everybody and, you know, no one showed up. No one, you know, held people celebrated that, you know, they're gone. I mean, I don't ever want to be like that. And I know this is just a ramble, but the point is that we need to leave things better than what we found it. We need to, when we leave this world, when we finally pass on, we need to leave a legacy to our kids and grandkids that they can take that legacy and continue and become better people and treat each other better. I always say that you know, hatred is always taught at home first before it goes to the classroom. If we're you know just nicer to people, we can... God, we can do so so many great things. And especially during these times that, you know, right now families are going through, you know, rough spots. You know, you got to think this happened right there at the beginning, you know, of the Christmas holiday season. This has been going on for almost a month now. You know, a lot of families were, you know, have been impacted by this. Some families can't afford their rent right now. And here we are sometimes complaining about how life sucks. 
you know it sucks when your landlord is about to evict you. That is when it really sucks. It sucks when you have exhausted you know, every bit of help because you can't help it. It sucks when you've exhausted your resources and you're facing being kicked out on the streets. That sucks. It sucks when your kids are starving. That absolutely sucks. So the best way for us to get through this shutdown is to stop living in 2018. Your mistakes are done. Let's stop living in 2018. Let's look at 2019. Let's all decide that this year we're going to be better human beings. And the best way to start this is to help people that are affected by this shutdown. We're going to come together. We're going to help people. We are going to be better human beings. And that's just what we're going to do now. We're just going to be better. It does not take much effort. And I guarantee you, guarantee you that if you just become a better human being, life will get better not only for you, but life will be better for the person that you positively influenced. It all starts at home. Everything that we do starts at home. So my challenge to all of my fellow political nerds out there is this week I want every single one of you to do something that would positively impact someone's life. No matter if it's helping, you know, if you're still mowing the grass in January, um, you know, if you're helping someone with yard work, if you're helping someone move, if you're helping you know, someone pay a bill, or buying them lunch, a small act of kindness can go a long way, especially during times like this. So that's my challenge to everyone. And that concludes this week's episode of Political Thoughts with Steve. So, to all of my amazing Twitter followers out there, thank you so much for your love and thank you so much for following us. I mean, we are highly active on Twitter right now. Um, if you haven't followed us, go follow us. Go to twitter.com slash official PTWSTEV and go ahead and click that follow button. Um, if you have any suggestions about you know what you want covered in our weekly podcast, send us a message. Let us know what you know you would love for us to cover. Um, we're actually thinking about covering some local stories. There's a lot of stories here in my area that desperately needs to be covered on our podcast. So we're actually might change it up there for a week and you know just cover you know you know stay on you know keep doing national um, news or national uh, political events, but also cover what is going on locally. So, you know, we're looking into doing that, um, but we're always open to new suggestions. So if you have a new suggestion, new suggestion, click that message button, send us a message 
and we will definitely take everything under consideration. We want to make our show better than what it is today. So to all of our Twitter followers, thank you so much for following us and for your support to our amazing podcast family. Now we are an independent podcast. We have sponsors, but you know, we can't operate without our family. So, you know, to all of our fellow podcasters listening out there and, you know, I have, I belong to this really great community on Twitter and yeah, I don't do this often, but I really should start, you know, I really should start doing this every single week. Um, I'm going to name off some really kick-ass podcasts for everyone to go listen to. So, um, of course, our biggest fans, our favorite podcast, which is a non-mom happy hour. They celebrate real-ass human women, whether they use their baby box or not. Um, Kelly, Nerdzilla, Nerdzilla Mendehall, and um, Debbie Joe, which I call her Bobby Joe. They're the ladies that bring you that podcast every single week. Go check them out. Go check out My Worst Date. They have become one of our favorite podcasts to go listen to. Um, Keegan, Christina, and Cassie, they are awesome. Go check them out at My Worst Date. The Lady Killers podcast, they're a crime, they're a true crime podcast, but they cover um, women serial killers. That would be something awesome. I heard that that true crime podcasting has become like a huge thing now. Um, Two Dude Review, um, they're a weekly podcast covering um, movies that you should see before you die is hosted by Brian and Chad and featuring Katrina or Karina. So go check them out. Um, our good friends at secret spice of life. They're really awesome. Um, they're encouraging people to follow their dreams while adding variety and positivity to their everyday lives. Um, you watch, I listen. That's a, a hilarious podcast. Uh, our good friend Dan does that. Um, they listen they're they lit it's a podcast about talk um movies music and so much more and everything um they're extremely funny um let's see what would be another good shout out honesty check yes honesty check it's a podcast that gives you the honest opinions of two best friends about everything. So go listen to Honesty Check and go follow them out or go follow them on Twitter. So that is going to do it for this week's edition of Political Thoughts with Steve. Um, make sure that you go thank a veteran this week. Um, tell them that you love them and you support them. Um, go spread kindness throughout the world. Go do something amazing this week and Keep up to date because this government shutdown is only getting crazier. So that will do it for this week's episode of Political Thoughts with Steve. I'm Stephen Murphy. We will talk to everyone next week. Have a good week, everybody.